This is the KFDM Morning Podcast from the most watched news team in Southeast Texas. Cardin Jefferson School Board has voted in favor of a new policy for naming schools. The move comes after a number of black citizens <clears throat> expressed outrage when the district removed a legendary black educator's name from a school last month without community input. School Board President Andrew Brooks says the purpose of this new policy is to create guidelines for how to handle renaming district campuses and facilities. The board president says the policy will include conditions for what names are allowed and the district will also form a community committee to recommend names to the board. It's been a developing story that we've continued to follow through the last couple of months. District is also going to, will also form a com community committee to recommend names to the school board. KFDM spoke with two community members who expressed concern about the removal of the name Henderson from HJISD's middle school. James H. Henderson was the district's first black principal when schools were still segregated and respected educator also played an instrumental role in bringing the races together during segregation. But, and the board has suggested renaming China Elementary after Henderson, but the renaming wasn't on the agenda. Board president says the committee can formally recommend a name change if it sees fit. And you're not doing anything and you're saying you can't do anything, but we know better. We have no reason not for it to change. It's not going to hurt anything for it to change. It's just really going back to the original name. You know, it, it wasn't China Elementary, so it needs to go back to, to, to Mr. Henderson. Tyler says they will be reaching out to the NAACP if there is no forward movement with restoring Henderson's name to a campus. Lumberton ISD investigating what it calls a cybersecurity incident. The district says it made the discovery June 13th and learned that it impacted some of the district's network operations. The goal is to remediate and restore operations as quickly as possible and identify the nature and scope of the information that may be involved. The district says the privacy of students and employees is of the utmost importance. Port Arthur Council <coughs> is preparing to discuss a lawsuit an employee of the Economic Development Corporation filed against the city. Federal lawsuit names the city <coughs> of Port Arthur and the plaintiff, Renota McLean Lee, alleges former Economic Development Commission Director Floyd Batiste, subjected her to verbal abuse, racial slurs, and created a hostile work environment due to race and gender. Floyd Batiste told KFDM he vigorously denies all allegations in the lawsuit and looks forward to clearing his name if called as a witness. The city also denies the allegations. The agenda for tomorrow's meeting indicates council will talk about the lawsuit in executive session. Police in Kunsch this morning investigating a fatal crash. Chief Brent Slaughter telling KFDM a man died in a crash about 6 a.m. Monday on Highway 69 South in front of Reed Ice Company in the Bye Bye store. Chief says police are investigating the circumstances leading up to the crash. They are notifying next of kin before releasing the victim's name. The state is investigating a fire that consumed a condo near Lake Sam Rayburn, killing a mother and her son. They're identified as 73-year-old Evelyn Simmons and her 56-year-old son, Corey Cheatham. The state fire marshal is trying to determine how the fire started. Lake Rayburn volunteer firefighters answered the call on about 6 Saturday morning in the 600 block of Players Place, just east of the Rayburn Country Club. 
When they arrived, the home was engulfed in flames. First responders put out the fire, then they found one person dead inside. Uh, later that afternoon, a second body was discovered. Investigators say there was no immediate evidence of foul play. This story comes to us through our media partner, KGS Radio. State of Texas plans to pay a company hundreds of thousands of dollars in an effort to block migrant crossings on the Rio Grande. According to a copy of the contract, Cochrane USA awarded a base contract $850,000 to deploy floating border barriers in the river. Texas governor says the first 1,000 feet of floating marine barrier will be placed near the city of Eagle Pass in Maverick County. Records uh, state Texas is scheduled to deploy the barriers early next month. But according to the International Boundary and Water Commission, the governor has not obtained permits to deploy the buoys from the commission. The group administers boundary and water treaties between the U.S. and Mexico and settles any differences concerning those areas. It's that time of the week when we team up with the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office and ask for your help in catching a fugitive from justice. And this week's On the Run report, Sheriff Zena Stevens is all has already convicted and poses a threat to children. KFDM's Angel San Juan has more. This week's On the Run fugitive is a man who's not only accused of a bad crime, but he's also been convicted of it. Joining me right now is Jefferson County Sheriff Zena Stevens to tell us more about this fugitive. Yes, Angel, this one is important. This man was already convicted of a crime and failed to show back up in court. So if anyone knows where we can find Daddy L. Albello, please contact us at 833-TIPS or 835-8411. And Sheriff, I must point out this is a crime that you really uh, shine a light on because it's a bad crime. Yeah, and the important thing to note here is the jury already found him guilty. He didn't show up for his sentencing. And so... Hopefully, we get him in custody soon because, in all probability, he could be out there committing crimes against children. This was an aggravated sexual assault of a child. Thank you so much, Sheriff. And remember, you can run, but you can't hide from our viewers. The owner of the Boss Burger food truck trying to bounce back this morning from a new medical challenge. Joe Oates hospitalized at the Medical Center of Southeast Texas in Port Arthur. His sister, uh, Amy Casagrande of Tennessee, telling us that Joe suffered a heart problem known as VFib last Tuesday while his truck was set up at the Motiva refinery. His partner, Mary Tice Fuller, and Motiva workers did CPR. EMTs arrived, and Amy says a defibrillator was used to show, shock Joe's heart back into rhythm. He recovered from a bout of COVID that nearly killed him several years ago. She says he's not done yet, and in her words, God has big plans for her brother. And now your daily forecast from the KFDM Weather Authority. Good morning, Southeast Texas from the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Here's a look at your forecast for Tuesday, June the 27th. It's going to be another scorcher out there today. We'll see mostly sunny skies. Highs will reach the middle to upper 90s. So once again, across parts of Southeast Texas, excessive heat warnings in place until 7 o'clock this evening. Along the coast, they are heat advisories also until 7 o'clock this evening. We'll look for southwest winds around 9 to 21 miles an hour, so look for a little bit of a gust to maybe help out a little bit this afternoon. UV index is still expected to be at 12 today, so make sure you grab the sunscreen as you're heading out. If you're headed to the beach, we've got a moderate risk of rip currents, and our high tide will come up at 1024 this morning. 
water temperature, a sultry 90 degrees. Now, as far as the long range forecast goes, we're going to continue to see plenty of sunshine through the first part of the weekend as that ridge of high pressure continues to dominate across the region. By the close of the weekend, we're talking Sunday into Monday, it does look like the ridge does start to break down a little bit. And starting Monday through the middle part of next week, it looks like we'll have a fairly decent shot at some rain returning to parts of southeast Texas, which will certainly be welcome after baking in the heat for most of this week. Let's go ahead and recap your forecast for today. Looking at mostly sunny skies, highs reaching the middle to upper 90s. Again, heat warnings and heat advisories in place until 7 o'clock this evening. A quick look out at the tropics says that it should stay quiet for the next 7 to 10 days. Don't forget, you can get your, your forecast anytime online at kfdm.com. You can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to download our free weather app. It's available on your iOS and Android devices. From the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening, and join us again tomorrow for the KFDM News Podcast.